so uh, what are we doing here today? What's well, the... we're going to do our first podcast okay. and video, I guess. Um, okay, before we start, yeah. let's just talk about traffic, how it sucks. Okay. <laughs> well, you didn't like driving to Pickering today? <laughs> Novelton to the 407, one hour. I think what everyone should be doing is taking pictures of traffic and just emailing it to the city that they're in. But you know Email what? It. Bombard... But with bombard the mayors and everyone that deals with politicians. You know what? I think with, with uh, traffic. Autom- uh, autonomous vehicles and like, you know, self-driving cars coming up, like we're probably what, like five, 10 years away from something like that? I hope so. Yeah. Well, so I, I, don't, I think we're going to eliminate some Mercedes, uh, Mercedes, believe it or not, they're, they're building drones that carry people. Drones that carry Automatic people. drones. So they'll pick you up, let's say like at a bus stop with yeah. kids, they'll pick up 10 people, drone will pick you up like a massive drone awesome. and just fly you to the city. You know Talk what? Mercedes, man, they're like next, they're the next level and everything. But, uh, but I think yeah. we're going to see a lot of changes. I, actually, just uh, quickly, I was at a meeting at uh, the city of Pickering for a land development sure, meeting or sure. whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it was crazy to see how these guys were starting to think like the city planners, the developers. They were basically looking at uh, retail plazas that exist right now and looking at the asphalt for all the parking. And they talked about self-driving vehicles. Well, well, they talked about self-driving vehicles. And, you know, there's so much talk now in the news about how cost of vehicle ownership is so high and uh, with uh, self-driving vehicles and So they're going to limit, limit the asphalt? Yeah, because the thing is, yeah, is that guess what's going to happen? Like, just like Uber became so affordable. I never yeah. actually took a taxi up until Uber came out because yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah. predict how much it was going to cost. Sure, and I felt sure. like it was a ripoff. Yeah, but yeah. now... Uh, what's going to happen is you're going to be at home. You want to go somewhere to grab something or whatever yeah, else. Yeah. You're going to call this car. It's going to come pick you up, drop you off over Crazy. there. It doesn't need a park. And, it, and, and, and you, you call have, it back and after. And you don't have to talk to anybody. Like you can't understand. <laughs> and this is it. But, it's literally tapping in. But so now yeah. they're looking at the asphalt and they're saying, you know what? We could actually build more on here. Like what can we change the zoning to over here? Can we incorporate more residential? Can we do, do we need more commercial? Absolutely. So, so that was one thing. And then the other thing, and this is a little bit sidetracked, but it is from that meeting is that they were looking at the spaces and, and just seeing how the retail shopping landscape is changing. And they're like saying, hey, maybe we won't need all this retail. Like with Amazon coming in yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. fulfillment centers all over the place maybe they won't even need all this retail well look at look at that uh that new building to put in vaughn so the central square yeah it's got over i think 200 stores inside yeah. the actual uh condo yeah so basically they're gonna live they're gonna live work and 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 do everything in that this in that is, building this is drop off your dry yeah. cleaning get your dentist your teeth whatever yep you go to their doctor Go to dinner. There's nice restaurants yeah. in there. So really, you drive in and you you got your own little city. Yeah, like it's pretty. I, I read about this a while ago, and they were basically and and I think this was a story from like even China or or somewhere around that area, and it was just basically they're talking about having these tall buildings, but it's their own contained ecosystem, city. their own yeah. world. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, contained yeah. city in there. You live, yeah. work, play, yeah. everything's there. Like up to water parks are in this so building. All our movies from the nineties are all coming true. Yeah, right. Yeah, total Slowly, slowly, it's all coming back in true. Mars. <laughs> yeah, you ever watch that with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Digger, Total Recall? Yeah, I've seen that. Not the new one. The new one, it's good, but it's not like the original one was, was, yeah, was pretty yeah, hardcore. That was old, but I think it's I watched it. Yeah, yeah. It's like all action. Cool. Yeah, awesome, buddy. So, yeah, I think that, so even going back to the transportation, imagine one hour from Nobleton to the 407. That's I think crazy. that's like 25 Just kilometers. to the 407. To the 407. Wow. So I think, and that's not even on the 407. So, total, how long was the commute? It took here an hour and, and 25 minutes. Wow. Once I got to the 407, You're it was, fine. It was yeah. Boomtown. They wanted me to get off at the 401. There's no, no, no. or 401. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, don't no, do that. No, it was like <laughs> 407 You're going to get jammed up at down. Shepherd and like uh, the Don Valley. Like no one's getting through there. So man. this technically yeah. east really meets west because Jesus, this is, this is 70 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I needed to change a passport to get over here. 
At least when you take a gas. Yeah, man. no, for yeah. sure. We're, we're, we're splitting the time, dude. <laughs> I can't commit. <laughs> Every week, man, no. you're going to come up to Pickering. Twice, twice a month. There it is. Oh, man. I think this new cannabis law, I think they should be using this money to, to better our transportation. Who what? knows? Like they haven't but even they, set up any rules of how they're going to spend this money or what it's going to go they said, You know what? We're going to legalize marijuana. Why? Because we have shitty transport. We have shitty, shitty highways. We you know what they a said? A mediocre no. subway system. You know I, what they said? They said <laughs> that tobacco sales have gone down so much and we've yeah. lost so much in taxes that we're going to make uh, marijuana legal now so they can tax it. Oh, they can tax it. Yeah, but it's taxed. And they might tax pools too. Coming. Which? Oh, it, it's pools to have a pool. Oh, in Greece they do it. If you have a pool, you got to pay the tax. But look at uh, what's what, what's her uh, name? Keysmat uh, that's going up against Tory or whatever else like that in the city of Toronto uh, mayoral election. Sure. Uh, she's basically saying that anyone that has a house value that four million plus should pay an additional property tax. I think the minimum amount, the minimum amount, <laughs> so Steve, crazy. was sixteen grand. That's so nice. Sixteen grand a year just because you worked your ass off. And you were able to somehow buy this four million dollar property. Yeah. Now you're going to have to pay an additional tax on it. Yeah. And you know, you know, the thing that bothers me about that also is, is that the people that have a four million dollar house, yeah, they're probably business owners. They probably yeah. run big companies. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't think you just stumble across this. Like you're doing something. Sure. You're, you're doing something to improve the economy, and you're going to slap another tax on this guy that or this person, yeah. this family that's you know really achieved a lot and is helping the economy in general. Uh, and what are, they, what are you going to do? You're going to push them out. Well, what about the beat, the beat, the the bill C-127, what Trudeau and Murnau was going to pass last year that would cut an uproar at all self-employed people, doctors, lawyers, anything, anything in your self-employment. It was going to take your holding company away from you, basically. Yeah. But they still manipulated the law so much that it still doesn't feel lucrative enough no, for you. Like, gonna, you know what this is going to be? We're going to come into a big economy like Europe where you're going to have to hide money. Well, yeah. Like, 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 look at this. Simple thing. Like this year, I got a little bit interested in like doing second mortgages and, and things sure, like that. Sure. I didn't know. Like I did it through a corporation. I, I didn't yeah. know going into this that I thought I would be taxed at the corporate ta tax rate, you know, 15, 16%, something sure. like that. What I just found out that it's called something like specified or specific lending or specific <laughs> business. So guess what? Unless I have five or six full-time agents yeah. out there lending money full-time, I can't, I can't qualify case. for the 15 or 16% so corporate you, tax. 50%. No. Yeah. So I got to pay 50% on that. Depends so if you use the money. Keep no, it in the corporation. No, no, it's in the corporation. If I lend it out and, yeah. and I receive interest on that money, just because it's me as a sole person, one person running this corporation, doing this lending, I got to pay 50%. Doesn't matter how much money I have out there. It doesn't matter about anything. It's a 50% tax. Anybody is as an accountant, I'd like them to weigh in on that. Yeah, That's absolutely. Because cool. I'll be honest, I had an accountant There's a that way I around. just moved off yeah. of. Yeah. And that accountant actually suggested to me to have, um, uh, to lend money or, or something like that. And, you know, do it through a corporation or whatever. And I just moved up to this other accountant that does a lot more structured businesses sure. and things like that. And he just, he sent me the article and everything and said, like, you can't do this unless okay, but you what, have five Let's people. say now you made 10000 an interest sure. in the year. Yep. 50% so, tax. But can't you just keep in the corporation and not pay that tax? No, if that, you pay yourself Because that income comes in and, yeah. and the way that that corporate income is taxed is taxed at a different way. So you still have to qualify, from my understanding, you still have to qualify for a corporate tax rate. And that kind of business or that kind of practice doesn't qualify for it. What about rental income? Rental income, it, it depends, right? Like uh, rental income is okay because it's more like a... Um, 
still coming in. It, it's classified a little bit differently, but I'm not sure how it would work through a corporation, actually. I'm, I'm not sure how it would work through a corporation because even as you know personally, you would still have to pay 50% or, or like whatever your tax bracket is personally. But if you're paying yourself out, so let's say even me, all my rental properties, I keep the money in. Yeah. Like I don't pull it out. I don't need it now, right? Yeah. And then you just do more investing with that money. But see, I, like, see, so I'm yeah. not sure how the rental properties work. So you holding them through a corporation? Hmm. Okay. So I'm not sure how it works through a corporation. I know that if you own it personally, whatever amount of money that you yeah, collect actually in, goes on their income. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it goes yeah, on their yeah, income. Yeah. But, but see, the thing is, is that what I learned is uh, that corporate, just because you have a corporation doesn't mean that you're going to automatically get the corporate tax rate of 15 or no, 16%. No, for sure. You got, you got to qualify. Yeah. So, so there are some businesses and some different ways of running businesses that just doesn't qualify for it. And apparently uh, doing second mortgages or lending money through a corporation really? as a single person doesn't, uh, doesn't be a way around that dude. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I'm getting this information fresh, like uh, 10 days ago. It so it's it just like... But it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it's a harsh reality, but... The, so the why would you is, have to pay if the corporations lend in the money? So why are you going to pay 50 points on it? Because it's, it's a different kind of classification. Apparently, it's classified as specific business. And a specific business like that, in order for you to qualify in this specific business of lending money, you actually have to have five or six people doing this full-time lending money in that corporation. Hmm. If you have five or six people out there actively lending money full-time, then you will qualify for the corporate tax rate. But if it's one person out there that's just lending money here and there or whatever, it won't qualify. Really? Eh? Yeah, apparently that's... Because I got money I'm... out now. I never thought of that. I got to check, I gotta check gotta, that. Yeah, in. you got to talk to your accountant <laughs> about that. Because my accountant's telling me no. Can't do it. He's check, telling me to I put get, my money in the I stock get, market I instead. Get, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's telling me that uh, at our age, we should be putting money into the stock market. And if we don't understand the stock market and don't want to learn about the stock market, he's telling us to buy ETFs. Really? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Buy ETFs. So, because they group up all of the best moving stocks and yeah, blah, 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 whatever. You ever else. did one of those before? I, but I'm looking into it now. I lose money every time. No, man. If you look at the 100-year history. Okay, so my accountant pulled it up for me. And yeah. he's like, why do you like real estate so much? I was like, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's solid, man. It's tangible. Like, you can't lose. Yeah, it's tangible. I can see the thing. Yeah. Like, I know how it works. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel comfortable about it. So yeah. he's like, okay, over 100 years, how much has real estate gone up? I said, I don't know, man. Normalized, probably yeah, yeah, 5%. Yeah. And he's like, bang on, 5%. Go to Google, pulls up the chart, 100 years, 5, 5%, okay? Normalize. He's like, how much do you think the Toronto stock market went up in 100 years? Like, normalize. So I was like, I don't know, 10%. Showed me the chart, 10%. How much did the U.S. stock market go up in the 100 years? 12.5%. So what's he doing? He's putting just on an index? Just He's on doing the whole something market? different. He's yeah. doing something different. He's a very well-qualified accountant with mm -hmm. so many certifications. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what they are. But he's got a lot of them. So he feels that he can actually read the stock, um, the stock's financial statements and have a better understanding sure. of what it is. Yeah. So what he's doing is he's actually buying into specific companies. I think some of them are like Visa and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that because yeah. he chip, understands them. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, he's telling me that if I don't want to learn the market and he's not giving me like financial advice or investment advice, he's just saying there's something you should consider. He's saying, if you don't want to learn about it, he's like, ETFs is the way to go. He's like, because they, they're already grouped together. When a company yeah. starts uh, performing poorly, they just kick it out of the portfolio. Uh, and then he's like, if you look at the overall history, he's like, that's what it is. He's like, they go up 10%. But he, he owns no real estate. 
Uh, he owns actually real estate. Too. He, he yeah? owns a building, owns some, so he's okay, some properties yeah. and stuff like that. But he's saying like, but what did he do first? The stocks or real estate? Uh, so yeah, he actually started off with real estate. He yeah. started off with real estate, and and I like look. And then when you have a lot of money, you put it somewhere else, right? <laughs> I, 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 I look, 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 look. The thing is, is that I, I think you have to di diversify. Like when I first started in real estate, or when I first gained an interest in real estate, when I was like eight or nine years old. Like I just wanted to buy, 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 buy. But you know, I think that you have to protect yourself at a certain point too. I think buying real estate is very important and you have to have a good, strong portfolio of it. Uh, I don't think I have a good, strong portfolio of it, but yeah. it is building up right sure. now. But um, uh, I think that there are other avenues that we have to start considering as well. Like I think RRSP is not gonna work Dude, for Dude, I gotta be us. honest. Anytime I put money yeah. in stocks, I lost. But, but did, any you, time but did put, you choose any, a specific any, stock and say, hey, I'm going to put X amount in this? I did, I did. Yeah, Nortel, I, I got slaughtered. But I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so even if when I put money into mutual funds, I put it in the bank, and they're showing me these great charts, it loses money. It's like you put 10K in, it goes down to 9995. Yeah. Then it goes up to 10,050. Yeah. Then it goes back to 9,980. And at the end of the year, they take their 6% commission. You're left with, with still the Who'd same. Who'd you go to, man? Give me your money. I'll manage just it. The banks. I'll give you 5%. Just the banks. Just the banks. You Think about what? it. You go to RBC, TD, Waterhouse, all these different big, big, big corporations. They can make no money. Listen, I, I think it's still I don't know. worth it. Unless someone proves me wrong. Dude, I've hey. seen this thing every time. You're better off lock it into like a 1% a, a, a GIC. You're going to make a return. I don't know, man. Dealing uh, with the uh, banks directly? I don't know, buddy. I, I don't, never no, saw any I, success. I, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say deal with the banks directly. I would say open up a, a direct investment account and, and direct your money yourself. And I'm saying make educated, educated decisions on it. For somebody like me, I don't understand the stock market. And yeah. to be honest, I really don't want to learn everything about derivative derivatives and everything else that yeah. goes on behind yeah. the scenes. Like I don't care. What I've learned over the last 10 days or two weeks is, is that ETFs seem to be a pretty safe play depending on the company you go with. Somebody mentioned a company called Vanguard. Uh, Vanguard is a company that's performed really well apparently yeah, 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 and yeah. you can look up uh, you know 40 50 years of history with them and whatever else and you yeah. can see their overall um, Warren Buffett has a uh, an ETF as well like he's got a couple of categories of them yeah, as well yeah, yeah. and you know that's apparently a safe but see, ETF see, going to back to Warren Buffett he said He's got two rules. You know the two yeah, rules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't understand it, don't do it. Yeah. Is, and that's that's with me with mutual funds and all that stuff. I don't understand it and I won't do it. But doesn't mean that you shouldn't learn about it. Fair enough. But if I knew the owner of the company, let's say you ran the company and I knew you personally, I would bet on you. I'm okay with that. But but, but, what, but I, how do you feel safe? How do you I, feel, I don't feel safe? safe? Honestly. Okay, but how do you feel safe about investing in real estate? I like it. It's a tangible asset. Okay. You can you can buy it, you can sell it, you can rent it, you can live in it. Or you could even burn it down. Okay, you know what I'm so, saying. So, it's just, so that's one yeah. property, and, yeah. and, I, and I'm not denying yeah. it because yeah. we sell real estate, yeah. uh, and, I, and I really believe in well, it. Well, look at so, look so, at the so, people in my area. Yeah, multi-billionaires. It's done it all in real estate. We, in our area, but we, development, we have, but development. Yeah, yeah, yeah not, not okay. So, so let's talk about like the yeah. the average person out there. So now they yeah. own a single-family residential yeah. home that they yeah. live in. Yeah. Uh, they've probably purchased a, a townhouse or a condo yeah, as an, an investment, investment property. Yeah. What's what's kind of next? Like where else would you continue to move your money into? Like if you're looking at real estate over a hundred years, if the numbers are true and we everything. We're not gonna live to a hundred. Okay, but like if you look at the <laughs> the appreciation rates at 5% versus Listen, 10 or 12%. The way I look at it, when you make a lot of money, you're gonna find other avenues to filter it. So if you, if you make $10 million in real estate, you're like, okay, good, I conquered this game. I got like a million dollars to float. 
ETFs, whatever you're talking about, all this other crap. Me, me, <laughs> me, it's the truth. I don't believe in it, honestly. Uh, for me, it's ultimately real estate and lending money. Like all the very basic things in life that created a lot of wealth. 90% of all millionaires is done through real estate. Why for would sure. I, why would I bet anywhere else? Think about it. Okay, so yeah. like, I, I, like I really don't want to get into this person that shared with me their numbers and stuff like sure. that. But just the way that these numbers came across, yeah. like we're talking like 300% growth if you know what you're kind of doing. Yeah. Now, mind you, this guy lost 25% of his uh, portfolio oh. over the last week. But yeah. guess what? He doesn't care. Yeah, because he's long in it for the long term. Yeah. You know what I mean. So the thing is, is that let's look at well, we lost we lost we lost thirty percent of our portfolio. Last this year. is it. <laughs> but but, but like, true. hey, look at it this way, okay? Look, in two thousand and eight, and I'm not one hundred percent sure. So guys, don't quote me on all these numbers, but it's something like this. So I, I think it was the downs, uh, the downs, uh, New York, right? So so basically, it dropped to like seven thousand points. So I don't yeah. know what the hell that even yeah. means, okay? But it dropped to seven thousand points. Now it's trading at twenty two thousand points. Like so so the thing is, if you bought in at seven thousand and before it. Only traded at fourteen or eighteen thousand. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So if you bought in at seven thousand and it came up to twenty-two, like that's a pretty good return. Yeah. But if you look at it at a, at a, a on a long term, you can't lose because you actually own those shares. Now, fair enough. How many people got hurt? How many people made it through? If you got money, I think that if, if you, you had <laughs> your money in for the long term, but and it, if you said that, hey, so, listen, like this money is for forty years from now, yeah, or thirty years but, from now. But you're talking with a high income. Yeah. Let's talk about our clients that have just they have enough money to buy. A rental property, a hundred grand, let's call it, like extra. If they put it in the stock market and lose it, they're done. That's a big hit. But the, but the, what's but, more but you're looking at. But I, I think that means yeah. that you're going to put a hundred grand in and think that you're going to generate revenue or an income from it, like almost yeah. immediately or in the next five or ten years. Huh. My play of like even entertaining the fact of putting money into ETFs would be is is that hey. This is a small snowball, and through compound interest over the next thirty or forty years, I think I yeah. can accumulate, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, sixty million dollars of wealth uh, through the stock market. Yeah, um, I, I just think that it's a different way of looking at it. It's a new idea. We should meet in like fifteen, twenty years. <laughs> put all your money. <laughs> and compare. And com- I'm not gonna put all my money in. I'm not an idiot. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, how many people got hurt, man? Honestly. If you don't I, understand I, it, don't do it. I, I, I can guarantee if get, you're in for short term, you're going to get hurt. See, even that guy, he can't. Even he, in real estate, you're going to get hurt in short yeah, term. Yeah, but that's long term. It'll always stay rented. Yeah, but you're in control but, but, of it. But the stock, if you but pick the right ones, man. You're so control of it. You're wow. betting on somebody and their performance. So okay. if you've been in a CEO that's dealing with planes and cars and all that, all that bullshit that we see, in, yeah. you know, that greed factor yeah. in today's market. You're betting on that guy when he's in Bahamas scratching his ass. So, so you know you, what I mean. So, it's so, the truth. Like, there's no. Uh, I, I can't. I, but, but I think uh, that's stereotypical. Like, you could say that yeah. about so many other agents out there in the market at the same time. Until, Are, do you until, operate like that? Until I until I would meet the person. Yeah. Personally, to judge him or to like to get a, a good judgment of him and where his mind is. Yeah. Like look like Elon Musk. Like, yeah. That's a that's a beast right there. Yeah. yeah. He's focused. Doesn't care about the money. He's yeah. got a goal and he's gonna strive yeah. right through it. Yeah. But how many people are like that, right? Are you gonna bet on Tesla right now? No. Yeah, so <laughs> and that's Elon Musk. So yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Who am I gonna bet on? But but he actually changed. I think a lot of per- people's perception. I'm not sure. Uh, this is just from my perception. And he showed up on an interview smoking yeah. a joint. He's a but, but that do whatever he wants. Yeah, but that changed people's <laughs> perception about it. His stock dropped so much at a certain point really? too, right? Yeah, like I, I think he showed up saying that. Like, he smoke showed up joint. naked. He's a billionaire. He's yeah, but, the, he wants. But, but he got investigated. He's starting to get investigated now really? too, right? Yeah, because he made some comment about pulling the company and going private. Tesla. And, yeah, 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 about going private yeah. with Tesla. And uh, like, I guess they brought up allegations against him and said that you never even talked to anybody about doing this and you pulled this as a stunt to make your stock price go up. 
So, so like, uh, like I think they were threatening him because they kept devaluing the news kept devaluing his company. So he put this out there like, we don't need your bullshit. Yeah, I can sell this privately and kick everybody out and do yeah. what I got to do with the company. Yeah. So he's just showing muscle. Like I'm not scared of you yeah. and your tactics. But but I think that with, with the base on the rules and regulations, yeah. I don't think you can even make those comments at that level. Why not? Look at Donald Trump. He's the president of the United States. I know. But that guy, <laughs> you want to talk about controversy? <laughs> to bring a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, hey, totally different. Hey, no, it's and he's true. running the, the most powerful country in the world. And look at look at his Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. Can't say no. much. But going back to real estate, yeah. dude. Honestly, so so look at that investment that I have there. Those twelve townhouses I'm going to build. When I sell it, it's a five hundred percent return on investment. Yeah. From my initial capital, it's five hundred percent. Yeah. And it's safe. I have everything rented on those lots that's covered everything. I'm not yeah. paying a dime. So if the market were to dip, let's say it dipped 30 points, I don't care because yeah. it's long term. Yeah. When the market picks back up, that's carrying itself. So I can go to work without any, any pressure. But see, you understand that. Yeah. Uh, like, but it's easy to understand. Like, you know, I'm not a I'm, I, but, I can't but do for scientific. You. Uh, but, but, but that's even for you. Like, module, so, whatever. But so like I'm, I'm in a similar type of situation. Yeah. Mine's way more speculative, right? But like, look at this, man. We're gonna put in somewhere around. It could turn out to being somewhere around six or seven million dollars into yeah. this project, but yeah. we have a sixty million dollar profit in it. But the thing is, I understand that, and I'm willing to kind of take some of that so risk. So why would you talk about ETFs? Because the thing is, is that to, 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 to diversify. You, why to are we? Diversify. We're so confused in this country. So he says he could just make sixty million dollars, and he and he knows all everything about it. But he's trying to explain ETFs to me. That I don't, but I don't, but the thing <laughs> is, is that but these things take time. Both bring of these bring things take time. To this country. But both yeah. of these things take time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, look, like, you, like yeah. to, to do this development that we want to do, well, there's so yeah. many steps to take, right? Like there's so many other lots that we still have to buy. Yeah. There's so much city approval. This could be seven well, to 10 years well, fair, down the road. Fair enough. Yeah. It's a larger, mine is, I can, yeah. I can put a shovel on the ground tomorrow. Well, you started and, a while ago too though, right? Three years. Yeah. So yeah. that's, Assembly. you already got time. Yeah. yeah. Three years ago. And I mean, like, look, you probably still would be out at least 18 months or two years before it completely built. If you start. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. And so five years. A $7 million sale. Well, there you Sell go. Out. So, but, but you would have five or six years into this thing by the time. Yeah. So it's long term. Yeah, it's five hundred percent return on the original capital. Amazing. When Amazing. I pulled it out, you start you start multiplying it, right? Yeah. So, like, why would I go into stocks? Like, I don't know. I, hey, listen, sense. I think it's an interesting like, it's way like of looking it's at like it. Like rolling the dice. I know some guys in my office made a grapevine down the grapevine, made some a lot of money off those these weed stocks. And I remember at Christmas, Short these term. guys were all looking at their phones saying, yeah. hey, look at this, look at this, look what we're doing. I'm like, I don't understand it. I won't do it. And if you make a lot of money, I won't be jealous because I'm not willing to risk, uh, you know. Short term. I, I, like, look, yeah. I, I think that's short term. Make a half a million dollars in like less than a year. Like, it, it, God it, bless. It, but, like, that's amazing. But you got to be open to the risk of losing whatever you put in at the fair same enough, time. Fair enough, fair enough, right? Yeah. It's like the yeah. Bitcoin thing. Remember Bitcoin, yeah, yeah. how hot it got and yeah, whatever yeah, else yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. Now, yeah. It's like, yeah. How many people called you? You want to buy Bitcoin? No, yeah, I don't no understand. No, thank you. What are you yeah, mining? Yeah, yeah. You're not in the ground mining anything. I don't anything. understand it. Like, <laughs> what are you what pulling out? Like, are you pulling ore out of the yeah, ground? You're not. You have understand. no machines. Yeah. What the hell is mining? It sounds like a farce. But Steve, it's like it's like somebody <laughs> telling me to buy stocks of gold. Like I want the gold in my hand. Fair enough. Dude. I want yeah, the I want the gold I want in the my hand. Yeah, that's it. Like I want it. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I'll buy it. Sure, but I want it. I'm not leaving it with you. No, no, In a stock, in a paper. No, that's it. How do you even know it exists? That's the other thing. I don't even know, man, if it's there or not. Didn't you watch Die Hard too, man? Is that Die No Die Hard Three? What is that? Which one was that? When they they robbed uh, Fort Knox in New York? You ever watch that? It's a Die Hard Two, maybe. With Samuel Jackson. You guys suck, man. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Holy shit! (laughs) Watch these good movies. See you, Steve. (laughs) 
I don't know, man. That's it, buddy. How did you Good. get started in real estate? I got started in real estate. Uh, I've been interested in real estate since I was a kid. So yeah. my parents always used to go around, shop for real estate. Uh, they never pulled the trigger on buying anything. Yeah. And I always used to see these agents. Uh, they used to show up in nice cars, dress yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel yeah. like they make a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, all, uh, it's a facade. We yeah, exactly. Like, it's smoke it's, and mirrors, it's really. Really right? smoke yeah. and mirrors. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got more and more interested in it, quite honestly. I, I started, uh, you know, writing the exam in like 2003. I never was actually committed well, shit, to it. You started early, it. Eh? Yeah, but I never yeah. committed to it. Like, yeah, yeah. at that time, it How was an open you in book exam. 2003, you're a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah probably 21, 20, yeah. 20, 21 years old. Uh, and uh, it was an open book exam. You needed 60% to pass, and I failed it. <laughs> so, so it just shows you the commitment level, yeah, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, there yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, so what really happened was is that that really sparked my interest at that time. So when I was 21, I purchased my first condo. Mm -hmm. um, my, my parents were in a, not in the best situation. We grew up in like uh, nonprofit housing yeah, and yeah, low income yeah. and those type of things yeah. and whatever. And really what I realized over time was is that uh, to, to have some kind of success in this country and have a cornerstone, like you needed to own real estate. The, the, not ETFs, right? I, now I feel like I need a chunk of them. Now I feel like I need a chunk after of them. After you got the money. Yes, after I got the money, for fair sure. Enough. Hey, fair, fair enough. enough. Okay, but, but so here's the deal, man. Like I looked at it and I said, hey, it's a shitty condo, okay? I paid 116,000 bucks for it. And I said, at the end of 25 years, my worst case situation is I own this place. <laughs> I own this place and I, and like, you know, what's our biggest expense? It's our housing costs. You know for what sure, I mean? So sure. I said like, what's the easiest way for me to kind of get be out cannabis of this thing? Soon, but anyway. Well, hey, maybe, man. <laughs> but so, so we ended up buying this place and, and you know what, then, you know, once you start doing something and yeah. you become passionate about it and you focus on it, other ideas naturally come to you, right? So yeah. uh, I always wanted to be a part of real estate after going through that transaction. A stumbling block for me during that time was is that I also built up a pretty good corporate career. Uh, so I went into yeah, 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 I yeah. went into a, um, uh, a company and I basically went as a temp worker unloading boxes yeah, yeah. and I slowly moved up the chain over like seven years. I, I came up to a point of where I became uh, basically their logistics manager for Canada and I was involved in so many different things. In fact, these guys were flying me around when I was like uh, 24 years old. I would come back and do my expenses and <laughs> and I would get a call from accounting and they're like, did you eat? Uh, well, well, no, they were just like, no, hey, he's listen, like you don't need this extra car insurance. Our car covers that. And I was like, no, no, hold on a second. Like they won't let me leave the lot without the car insurance because I'm under 25. They're like, you're under 25 years old. Really? Eh? Yeah. So I was like in Miami and where yeah, else? Like, I know about meetings. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So um, I, I built a very good corporate career and it's hard to kind of walk away from sure. something like that. And quite honestly, what happened was is that I always was interested in it. I was getting to an age where I said, you know what, if I don't do this, I yeah. think I'll regret it for the for rest sure. of my life. Sure. So everything worked out perfectly in terms of timing. So we started doing acquisitions of other companies and you know, eventually what's going to happen is, is that there's going to be a bigger company that's yeah, going to yeah, take yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's Eat what ended up happening. Start so I got the vibe that this is not going to go well. So in uh, 2010 or 2011, I really started studying for this exam. And I remember I started opening the first course book when I was flying to Wisconsin for my first meeting with uh, the company <laughs> the new, new that company. bought us basically. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. just like, I'm getting through this. So, yeah. um, uh, 2011 September is when I got licensed and everything else like that. The first listing I put up was my own condo. Yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. $116,000 one? No, so I actually sold that one <laughs> after three years and I bought another one at Young and Shepherd. So this is where I started to make money mm. uh, on the property. I picked that one up for like 235000 bucks and I ended up selling it for three and a quarter. 
Yeah. So and then yeah, when I sold that one, I already pre-construction. I gotta bought. keep calling this guy on those ETFs. Eh? Every time he tells me he makes money on real estate. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but listen, but listen, if you didn't come to that step, would you think about branching out and doing different things? No. For man. what? Yeah, I bought. No, I bought. Uh, so we'll go on. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about you. Then we'll, we'll talk yeah. about mine. So yeah. so but anyway, so so I, I, like you know I I but I, then at that point I got very very interested. Sure. I got licensed. I to be honest, I traded part time for almost a year. I did. I did like Kijiji ads, Craigslist, yeah. and, and I had a different approach on it. What I did was is that everyone would put up a property and say, hey, like here's a condo for sale. What I did was I went with my own market and the market I understood. Sure. My struggle was buying a property. So then what I did, and, and understanding why I should buy it. So what I did was I did advertisements on Kijiji and Craigslist for free by the way, yeah. and I borrowed my brokerage's listings with permission and what I, <laughs> just letting everybody yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Hashtag so, permission. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what I did was I, I chose simple condos. Like they were like 180 grand and stuff like that. And I basically broke out the payments and the down payment. Yeah, yeah. And I just said, look, over the f- past five years, it appreciated like this. I'm not saying it's going to do this, but if it does, this is, would be your net. Like, what are you going to get paying rent? So I attracted a lot of first time buyers and those guys are still my clients today. Nice, so that's actually how I got my foot in the door. And then the other thing I'll tell you, and, and I'll stop talking, is, is that uh, <laughs> when I moved to Pickering, it really annoyed me that I'm in this new subdivision and there is agents around me that are getting listings. I'm like, how do you get a listing, man? <laughs> like, I want my name and my face on that board. Like, how did this guy get this listing? Yeah. I'm sitting in my office at home and I'm looking at this guy come put up a sign. I'm like, what, dude? I'm you listen with me so then i started to figure out the art of actually listing properties and i love it like it's been an amazing experience and my goal was to become number one in pickering in number of transactions and i accomplished that good for you buddy so it's been an amazing ride and i'm just really excited to see where it goes from here awesome yeah that's good yeah man yeah so how'd you get started man lego kid i was a lego kid nice building houses always uh, I think my my where where my life changed was uh, and I got into real estate. I read a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh yeah, you ever watched that movie Mr. Destiny? No, with James Belushi. Dude, you gotta like you really gotta like. <laughs> I know, I know. You Stop like, looking Barry at Allen, ETFs you to get the and flash, get into more. Just like watch movies. Just <laughs> get caught up. So, anyways, you ever watched Mr. Destiny? You ever guys watch Mr. Destiny? Mr. James Belushi. So basically, he uh, he was a high school baseball player, right? Right, so like very successful uh, baseball player, uh, idolized by everybody. He goes and so he misses the last pitch, right? He misses the ball. Ultimately, it uh, his life goes in a different direction. Yeah. So he goes into like you know just he's dealing with poverty and a whole bunch of stuff. But he always thought, what if I hit that ball? Yeah. So he hit. So they, there's a, a bartender that gave him a special cocktail to put him back that time. He hits the ball. His life's on a different course naturally, right? He marries an industrialist daughter. He's wealthy. He's got everything. So anyway, so just go in there from that that point. I think in, in all our lives we get that one point. We do something that just yeah. just changes the trajectory yeah. of our lives. So I read a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I, I, before this book I've never read anything that didn't relate to vehicles, car magazines, and stuff like that. This is the first book I ever read. I remember taking it to Montreal. We used to go party, and I'd be reading this book like before we go in now. Like it was so. Robert Kiyosaki, the guy yeah. wrote like he was in grade eight. It was brilliant. Was I awesome. understood everything yeah. about it. Easy and to it understand. was logic. Yeah. It was logic. So literally, I got back I got back to Toronto, and within six months, I bought a rental property right away. So I bought, I went to you know, study off-campus residence. We stood, mind you, I came from, you know, I graduated high school. That's that's the, the extent of my career. At least you graduated. Yeah, I, I was kicked out. <laughs> well, fair I enough. We have very similar uh, <laughs> uh, lives, me and Hussein. Anyway, so... Going to buy property. I went out. I literally went out. I and mean, we come from a, an immigrant, immigrated family from Italy. Everything is like 
like you're scared to do anything. Yeah. You go to work, you make your money, you hold it in the bank. You don't do any investing, you don't take any You're scared. Taxes. You're scared to lose what you have. But that's the mentality we grew up in. Yeah. So for me to break that mold, this book did it. So literally six months after that book, I was 21 years old. I went to go buy a house, off-campus residence. We rented out. I remember coming Crazy. home to my dad. I said, Dad, look, I just bought a house. What do you mean you bought a house? I go, look, this is the deed. I just bought a house. It was 145000 at the time. It was a condo town, townhouse. Anyway, so we got that rented out. We had four tenants in there. It was amazing. I remember sitting in with, we had like a, what did I know about anything? I was a carpenter. I was a mechanic, then carpenter. So it was like, I organized like a meeting greet with all the new tenants that are going to be sitting there with their parents. I brought wow. my ex-girlfriend at the time. She brought like pies. We, we brought coffees. It was sort of like an open house. That's awesome. Not knowing what an open house was. And I remember taking all these checks, like the parents would be like, here's your checks. Here's your checks. And I'm like, I'm as old as the kids renting for yeah. me. And their parents are giving me money. It was just like. I felt like a man. Like, yeah. you know, you've bought this what's, property what's and you're getting paid by these kids' parents. parents. I was, so I, was with the, I sat with the parents rather than the kids. So they, going back to that, it was like, like Drake, what's that? I had to grow up real quick. What's that? I don't know. There's yeah. a, what's Started a, from the bottom. bottom now, yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is a part that you got to grow up real quick. So that's that yeah. point, right? So then what do we do after that? That would work successfully. We're, we were netting like some good money out of it. We bought the second So you're property. positive already. Oh, that's Kill awesome. It. I'll tell you at the end how positive we were. So we bought that property. We rented it out. Next, next year, boom, another property. Rented that out. Right away, yeah, next right year. Away, right wow, away. good for you, man. Year after that, another property. We had 14 off-campus residents. That's Imagine. amazing. I was 23 years old, and I was, I was grossing 6,500 per month. Wow. Netting 3K. That's amazing. But there's a caveat to that. What happened is shitty realtor, shitty mortgage agent, shitty lawyer. Not a good combination. Mm -hmm. They put me into a, a complex that had really bad debt, and it was going to affect me long-term. But these guys are commission. This is why I became a realtor. I got to be honest at this point here because they put me into shitty. They could have spent the same amount of time to put me in a good product that would have built my wealth instead of putting me into a shitty product. So bad lawyer, bad mortgage agent, bad, uh, bad realtor. So what was wrong? Like the status certificate? So status certificate was a nightmare. And the they lawyer didn't pick up on it. Oh, he would. He was like nonchalant. He was like, oh, yeah, it's got, you know. Underground parking's falling down, buildings might cave in. But, but it's, it's all good. It's okay. That's why you got this special assessment of $125. It, might, it might go up uh, substantially in 21 years. I bought a Rolex that time. I swear oh, I got geez. I bought a Rolex because I'm like, I can barely read. At least if I bought a Rolex, they already think I'm ahead of them. So that's what I got. True story. Here's still, the smoke I, and mirrors. I still have a Rolex Air King, right? I still wear it today. So, Is it a real one? I swear to God, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah, so that was the extent of that. So then after that, we uh, so the, so I became uh, a board of director on, on this board. Oh, cool. Because I voted myself in. I had yeah. three votes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I became treasurer. <laughs> I was 23 years old. Ultimately, then I started seeing the shit that was happening. I'm going to park and I started getting more involved with the population. It was a, uh, a heavy Filipino population. Where was it? Which they, it was John Garland, dude. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, there yeah, was yeah. like chalk lines of yeah, yeah, yeah. people that got killed yeah, the day yeah, before, yeah. right? That's not cool. That's where the realtor put me. Good, good job, yeah. good job, guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> so going back to that, like, so, so now we, so I'm watching these things come in. Underground parking's falling apart. Four million dollar repair wow. job. Who's taking that position? Wow. So I literally unloaded. It was like it was like the 2008 crash of, of the United wow. States. Just literally unload, load, like sell, 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 sell. I sold everything off. I came out sort of profitable, but not really. It was okay. Like uh, I came out with money, but not with the More skin of my teeth. More or break even. But so those condos went from 150,000 down to 35K at one point. I unloaded them quickly. And then I got out of real estate. I got married during that period. And then I was working with my dad. And then my, my like I, what I wanted to do with my dad was I was going to night school, became almost civil engineer in the sense of like all the 
course I had to take for construction, wow. right? So ultimately with that, uh, my, my goal was to advance my dad's business as a carpenter and start doing, the, you know, like contracting. Kind of taking over and organizing it. Well, we'll making it larger, business. right? Because yeah. we were subcontractors. I wanted to be the contractor and sub out the yeah. work. But my dad was on a, a different level of his life in his 50s. He didn't want to take it. My immigrant family didn't want to take risks. So yeah. I was a miserable man. I was working construction. I was really good at it, like a carpenter. I had all the proper education uh, and uh, and there was nowhere to, to strive to. So what do we do after that? What do I have to do? So my yeah. wife, I remember my wife t telling me, she's like, you like real estate. You enjoy when you had your rental properties, the interaction with people. So, so go into real estate. You know me. Yep. Out of the shower on my laptop. Signed up. <laughs> signed up. Went to go pick up the books the next day. And within like eight months, I was a That's realtor. That's amazing, man. And with, at that point there, I, I, I totally like, so wife's pregnant, just bought a house. Going into a career I've known nothing about. Zero knowledge. Zero, and I've never, you were in a corporate yeah. world. You and I had no presentation skills. I was just, it was in construction, right? So we, <laughs> I remember telling my dad, it's like, this was Friday like that. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not coming into work on Monday. It's like, there was no ties to go back. Wow. I literally burned every bridge, even with my own dad. We didn't talk for like five months. Uh, wow. Now we're like best friends now. But I mean, it was that point. It was like that breaking point. But I needed to do that. Because it put me out and, that, and I built that strength, that power where I had to either make it or die. So it was one of those points. That's crazy. That's like yeah. that story about like, uh, I forgot these people Julius went Caesar. out. Yeah, like yeah, they the burned boats. every, like yeah. they, they went over by boat and then they burned everything behind them. And Julius like, Caesar, one of yeah. my, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. heroes. So he's from, awesome, from, from Europe, from the Italy side or wherever it was from Germania, Germania over to Britannia. Yeah. Basically he brought everyone over, That's right? Crazy. Or the whole army. Yeah. And then as everyone's marching up to set camp, yeah. he set everything on fire. Yeah. He says, that fire, either we do or die. There's, yeah. no, there's no plan B here. Yeah. So it, was, it goes something. That's amazing. Like that. Yeah, so same, That's same awesome, idea. Yeah. 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 But I think, but, but I, but I think yeah. that, and, and not to boost too much about ourselves, but I think that because we have this different kind of attitude Ooh. about uh, life and the business world and For whatever sure. else like that, I think that's why we got to where we were. And I want to say that we got there quickly. Like, uh, like yeah, uh, we yeah. did the work and stuff like that, but... Think about 52,000 agents on the Toronto Real Estate yeah. Board. 52,000 agents roughly on the Toronto Real Estate Board. I think the number was 35,000. I could be wrong, but I think it was about 35,000 agents that did between zero and one transaction. Wow. And, and, and I think, could be wrong, but I think the people that did eight, eight or more transactions were only about like 10,000, 10 or 12,000 really? agents that did that much. And, and I think to be uh, like, uh, to do 50 or more transactions, I think the number was like, there's only about 400 or 500 yeah, agents, yeah, yeah. four or 500 agents that yeah. do more than 50 one, transactions. Is that less than 1%? It's uh, like just that? around 0.75 or some, somewhere yeah, yeah, in that yeah, range, yeah, 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 like yeah. less than 1%. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely if you're kind of in that 1%. 0.001. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And but we're okay, like, and we still, and I still feel like I've never done anything. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just. But you know what the problem is? Our upbringing, not the problem. It's actually a, yeah. it's almost for a sure. gift. We thought we didn't think it was a gift yeah. when we were yeah. doing it. Yeah, but we're so. I'm for me. I'll talk about myself. I'm so afraid to fail. Yeah, don't want to. Don't want to yeah. fail. Well, been there. Well, see, the never thing happened is, is again. That, look, when I was 21 yeah. and I bought that place, like for me, it was like. You know, uh, I I couldn't afford it, man. Yeah. Like the but payment the was plunge. the payment yeah. was eleven fifty. I made twelve hundred bucks after taxes. Yeah. Like I did some crazy things to like get alive, and I don't want to say what they were, but like <laughs> I did some crazy things just to like go by. We'll you know what I mean? The gas station, fifty cent uh, <laughs> Okay, man. But like you know, but but the thing was is that look, my fear was is that I gotta go back to 
Jubilee Gardens Nonprofit Housing Corporation yeah. if I fail here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a hundred townhouses that are gonna laugh at me yeah. if I fail. Yeah. So there were feeling was not an option. an option. And then once you kind of gain, uh, get this like taste of success, you're just like, like endorphins or something. I don't, it fills I don't, your body. No, I don't feel, I, just, su- I don't feel successful at all. I, I don't up. like, but you know what? There because were I, certain because, periods because right the, now. The past doesn't mean shit. Yeah. But, <laughs> but so but you tell me that there was points that you nothing. came to success that you yeah. never like said like, wow, okay. But it's not like you, you carry that forward. It's, it's when like, I, when, I think, when I did, on your when I, when I did chairman first year, yeah. we did it together yeah. in 2016. Yeah. That award, you know what I did with that award? It, it held my compartment. Not on Kijiji, right? What's that? You didn't sell it on Kijiji, right? No, no. Come on, who's going to buy it? <laughs> yeah. This is a piece of glass. Oh, maybe someone might. <laughs> on the table, I used that as an actual table for my Campari 7. It was dripping syrup all over it. Like, it meant nothing to me. I swear to God. Because it's just that it doesn't mean anything, honestly. It's just, it's just, it's the past. It was a rush making up to that, and I, I, I think that year I limped into it. Even last year was, it was a, I don't know how I made it in the end of the chairman, but it was like I limped into it. Hopefully this year we're, we're, we're sort of on we're track. Okay. We were heading, had some heavy goals, yeah. But those backtracked a bit, right? But it's okay. Yeah. So it's I might okay. limp into ch- chairman again, yeah. but it's okay. And uh, you know what, like. Uh, I agree and I like don't I said, agree. I don't, I don't like like the thing is, is that, that that moment when we're getting that that award and whatever else like that, yeah, like I taste that success and, and yeah. it kind of drives you further. Honestly, the next day, like it didn't really mean much anymore because because we already had our next goals. I swear to God. Yeah, it we already anything. had our next goals. Like we're on to the next. You know what I mean? The, the only time I feel successful, I got to be honest, it, it, you know, we, we I think we sure. moved just before, but my new house now. Yeah. Like I feel like that house, like yeah. it's, it's, it's pride to me, right? Sure. The kids, the, the wife, the whole thing, like that whole environment. Yeah. That's to me probably the best. When I'm gardening in the background, this is like my lot in my house, right? Yeah. It's just that, it's that different feel. But this, all the other shit is superficial, man. I gotta be honest. It's, it's, I get it, but it's not, it never drove me. I gotta be honest. That's why I'm looking for other goals, like even away from uh, from selling real estate, going into development. Yeah. Or it's like it's it's transitional. Like I have to, you have to make that shift, it's like getting a, uh, a higher employment. But I think sense. but I think we come to that point once we kind of like uh, I kind of refer back to Grant Cardone in the 10x rule. Yeah. He basically says is that uh, the the reason a lot of people are not fulfilled or satisfied is because. What ends up happening is, is that they originally set their goal too low. Like, I'll be honest, when I was 20 years old or 18 years old, me and a buddy of mine were like, by 40, we're gonna be net worth of a million dollars. Well, I'm not bragging or anything, but we're, we're above that. <laughs> I'm above that right now. And it's just like, dude, like that didn't mean much to me no. at this point right now. Do you know what I mean? So we yeah. set our goals too low no. and then we kind of end up searching for what's kind of next and, and whatever else like that. And I think it's not a bad thing, but we think sometimes we set our goals too low and then we don't know where to go from there. For sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, we set them high this year. I set them pretty uh, yeah, low. Yeah. This but year we sat in, in blue. <laughs> I got to back down a little bit. <laughs> well, it's okay. I think, I think we could have done it too. I had a f- few slow months this year too that kind of affected uh, yeah. like, like the Titan award. I was yeah. there. I was on track. I was yeah. by, by like May. It was like, I was like, holy shit. Well, well we good. talk almost yeah, yeah. every week or yeah, at least yeah, every yeah. two weeks or yeah. something like that. And we were both on track. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I couldn't believe it. Like I was just like, I'm going to do this in my sleep. But all and of a then, sudden, and then, market condition. And then you're carrying 11 listings. You're like, ha. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> what happened here? They didn't sell. <laughs> what a year for, for business, though. What a, yeah. How much pressure are we under this year? This is a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the market, uh, you know, since it's changed uh, from April yeah. 2017. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that we were skilled and tooled up enough when the market absolutely hit that we kind of already anticipated yeah. this at least six months prior to it happening. Yeah. So we were tooled up and prepared for when this actually. And it was like a light switch, dude. Like, for oh, me. 
was like it was yeah. actually a light this switch. year like, this year last year when it actually oh, yeah, last on year, and forget. off like this was april whatever <laughs> 20th the date or 19th yeah, yeah. yeah. it went off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the tap stopped yeah stopped. it just stopped yeah, yeah. like it was no dead more, no more water like, flowing yeah yeah but you know what? I think we were anticipating that happen. We tooled up to get to yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when it clicked, we were like, okay, great. Like we know what to do. Was it fun? No, but no. we knew what to do at that R point. Remember I bought and sold in that market. Yeah. So I'm my personal residence. So I was with my clients at the same time. That's yeah. why I always mentioned it to like, you lost, we all lost, right? Yeah. But I remember, so I bought in February, which was still, it, it took off, but it didn't, especially where I moved in Noble to Noble yeah. is usually a slower market. So Feb, it was still kind of slow. Multiple offers, there was like one or two. Sure. Imagine the houses are, are 1.4, 1.5 million. So yeah. it's going to be a, a little bit less people uh, bidding against. But anyway, so bought in February. I paid 1450 for the house. And then it was, uh, we had this, I had my personal residence yeah. in Bolton. I was panicked the whole time. I had an outdoor kitchen that I couldn't, it was still snowing in March. It's like, beautiful though. We can't but I, I couldn't open it because <laughs> it was snow. I couldn't yeah. show the property. So yeah. I, ended up, I ended up, I looked at the, the, the research yesterday. So I listed it May 29th, sold it April 2nd. So wow. three days in the market. Yeah. But at that time there, I was. I told my wife, the market's done. This was like, at that time, I go, we got to unload this thing as fast as fucking possible. Absolutely. Like, unload yeah. this thing. And I call in my clients after. I'm like, things are changing. I had seven listings at the time all yeah. across the GTA. Unload, unload, on bullies Quickly. coming in. Let's unload. Quickly. Forget about the seven days. Yeah. And that's what I did with mine. I was holding it for seven days, and we're supposed to take offers. I think on the fifth or the sixth of April, I had one guy come in. I said, "Buddy, you still with that offer?" Yeah. And then I go, "Okay, send it in. We'll do a presentation." I called all the showings. I think I had thirty-five showings. Wow. In, like in three days. days. In Bolton, dude. That's There's crazy. nothing there. This is forty minutes from Toronto. That's Imagine. Crazy. So. I called all the agents and then we, we drummed up like three to four offers. We took the, we took one, one was 940. I didn't trust that the, the clients that came that in. That going to be able to close? Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. And I took 15K less, took 925-ish, I think it was, and, and secured it. And we closed in June. Market already failed. But I was like, it was next level shit. Yeah. And we unloaded everything. All the clients at that point there, unload, drop, dump it, dump it, dump it. And then even some, one, one only one client got hurt a little bit. That's it, but because timing, I was telling her, get it on, get it on, get it on. Yeah. We waited too long to prep the house, and we missed the boat. We but, took a beating on price. But 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 was hundred G's. But think about how the market was moving at that time. The market was moving at that time. If Ten percent per month. Yeah, but the thing is, is that listen, as a buyer or seller in the marketplace, yeah. you wanted to buy a new house and sell your old house. Yeah. What was the advice? The advice is, is that back you got to go buy a house. Yes, yes. Buy, buy, a house. buy first, sell later. Buy a house yeah. because we're going to sell your house no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a done it's deal, finding. and you're going to get what you need. Right. It's finding. But but guess what? I had people in that situation too, and I feel really bad for some of my clients that were in that situation too. There's not enough that you can prepare them for no, this kind of thing, no, right? So no. the thing is, is that we had people that were. Uh, that's the advice. Like you couldn't do it any other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. we went out, purchased properties, and yeah. all of a sudden the switch went off on April nineteenth or whatever it was. And it's just like, you got to get on right now. Like yeah, dump, yeah, dump, yeah, dump, yeah, dump, yeah, dump, yeah, dump. Yeah, and the strategy completely changed. Yeah. Right now, what are you going to tell your client? I would tell my client, yeah, yeah. self Sell, sell like, before buying. Yeah, self It's my script. Yeah. like you Some people to. listen, some people don't. And, 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 and I'm and, stressing to the yeah. point. Uh, like, I mean, I think there's variations. Like, I got somebody that's looking for a very specific type of property and blah, blah, blah. If you but got the money to carry. Yeah, but at the same time, either you got to have the money to carry it or you got to say, hey, listen, like, you might come in as low as this on your yeah, property yeah, and you got to yeah, be cool with it. Yeah. Like, well, of course we're going to try here, but yeah, like, yeah, listen, yeah. if you're going to purchase the other house, you might come in here. So yeah. market's completely Prepare. upside down. Worst change. case scenario, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Oh, by Very far different. you have yeah. to, you have to keep it, keep it going now. Yeah. What, but even this year, so now we had, 
May was great. I sold six listings in seven days, like yep. May two four weekend. It yep. was a fantastic. It was thing. awesome. Then June started even for me. It was just maybe my career, but it was nope. slowing down a little bit. June, July was, August was a ghost town. Yeah, I should nothing. Have, I went to Europe, I went to Italy for ten yeah. days. I should have taken up the month. Yeah, it's perfect time. And it was carrying eleven listings. Like it was. Yeah, like like look, man. Uh, first quarter, second quarter for me. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It was honestly like, yeah. second quarter record breaking for me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Record breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't even yeah. believe how I did that. Yeah. I didn't even, I lost my admin person and I did it on my own. <laughs> you know, I have, I have uh, people that are helping me like agents and stuff like that. But like, you know, more or less I managed my workload on my own and yeah. uh, it was a record breaking uh, quarter for me. Third quarter, honestly, like nothing happened. Uh, yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing down, happened. Down. And now we're at a point where we're slowly starting to kind of yeah, ramp up yeah, again. Yeah. Like I, I feel like we almost had a late launch to the fall market. Yeah, right yeah, now yeah. we've picked up three, four, five yeah, listings yeah, or yeah, something else yeah. like that. They're on the market, yeah. they're priced right. Same here, and hopefully yeah. they're gonna yeah. sell. And I, I, I sold two going into the weekend here, uh, yeah. last weekend. Amazing. Yeah, so that was good. Yeah. Houses on the market, four months, listed com free. I listed it, bidding more. In two days, but but the, reposition, the, yeah, repackage, relist, yeah, it's and, the and, simple. And, and the guess what? Hours. The thing with Comfrey is, is that look, we all know where your sales are going to come from. They're going to come from MLS, yeah. and and the thing is, let's just be real. Like, I mean, uh, the Rico and Treb code basically say like we have to expose our properties, any properties that are on the system, we and we and not even on the system. If they're not even on the system, if we're representing a buyer, we have to expose those properties to our buyers. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's a builder deal and they're not paying any commission if it's a you know whatever it is we have to expose we have to buy law yes. but do you that's the thing are you going to like so I'll, I'll is give a you, I'll gonna give, actually I'll, are I'll you give gonna you an example i'll give an example yeah so, so i don't want to discriminate if it's a good house i want to show it but sure. I'll, I'll call the seller prior i'll say listen mr seller i got i got an active i'm not a bullshit agent trying to get your listing i got a real buyer who wants to buy your house i want to show them the property but you got obviously you got to what's your what do you co uh, cooperate in commission yeah, we'll, we'll cooperate uh, dependent on the offer. It can't work no, like that. No, it's not like that, buddy. It's, your house is going to be bought with what the market's going to bear. So either you're cooperating a two, two and a quarter, two and a half, whatever your whatever your yeah. your judge is two and a half normally. But I mean on the market. And then so then you you get him to a point. So I got one house in Bolton, nine hundred and forty-five thousand. I get him an offer like nine thirty. In a slow market, this was January. Yeah. This was like not bad, really good offer. Holy shit! Yeah, and they were really on the market three months before. Do you know I couldn't make the deal come together? Wow. They said, "Well, you can lower your commission down. You, we're going to give you two and a half. You, would you take one percent?" I went like this, just like <laughs> thanks so much. Thanks for wasting two to three nights of me showing your property. Yeah. You know, talking to you, giving the honest to God truth of your property, and then handing me a brick. But, but at that know? point, you know what? Yeah. With conflict listings, so that so the going back to their time is money, right? Yeah, we have just a limited amount of time. Like me, like you, like me, we do all our transactions personally. Yeah. This is not. There's no team or whatever. Myself. So, like, if I got to spend three nights there, I could have spent it somewhere else. Yeah. And done the deal, got it done. So I spent three nights in vain, basically. Yeah. So this is the problem with Com3. I think that they, they should have, if Com3 had like a service where there was an agent acting on their behalf, in a sense, like uh, you that, talk to you an agent, buffer through them. or at least have them sign a contract, we are cooperating to an percent like sign, that's it, whatever Attach it to the MLS like. listing. Yeah, yeah it has to be it. like that, because, yeah. so right now there's so much inventory, yeah. why that, why, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk from the truth, why am I gonna show that property if there's yeah. like 20 listings in that area, yeah. or there's a chance of, of, of being manipulated by the seller that doesn't understand how much our time is worth. You know, it's the honest like, truth. I'm not, I don't want to bullshit it. There's two. There's two and, things. And it's not it. just me that thinks yeah. like that. It's no, us as for all sure. professionals, for sure. right? Yeah. But 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 there's two.
two things with Comfrey. One thing is, is that like, look, I've done Comfrey transactions and stuff like that. I have to actually go in and educate the seller. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like, you know, giving them value at the same time. By far. So, so the thing is, is that honestly, Steve, I go in there and I, and they're like, I, and I have the form 202 filled out. Yeah, yeah. And you know what it's at? It's at 4%. Yeah, eh? I fill it out at four percent. I'm not gonna you. lie, man. Yeah. I, I go in there and I'm like, listen, I gotta deal with your paperwork, yeah. whether you need this paperwork or not. My brokerage requires this paperwork, dude. Like, I gotta fill yeah. all of this out, and I gotta treat you fairly too. It's not like I can come in here yeah, and rip yeah, you yeah, off. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I have some liability to you as well. Like, uh, like I'm gonna charge this. Like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say that I get that all the time with Comfrey or whatever, but I have to explain it to him and say, Absolutely. like, you know, like. I got to get paid for my for this too. I'm taking an additional step here. Yeah. It's not like yeah. me going and showing a normal property that's on the market. Absolutely. Listen by yeah. another agent. Oh, it's, it's and a, I deal it's with a hassle. Yeah. When you when it's you got when work. you when there is no inventory like in 17. Yeah. Or like up to April of 17. Then they're good. Oh, they're golden. Yeah. They're golden. But in the today's market, when and you that's got second 20, point. 20 listings that are very similar, and you're, you're going to get point. you're going to get kicked out. Yeah. Beginning of this year, like you know, uh, last year I had a rough uh, fourth quarter. I think I had four blank months. I did chairman's with four empty months. Wow, that's amazing. Good for you. Man. <laughs> four empty. Good for months. you. That was that was destructive. Yeah. If you're, as a man or even a woman, yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. not productive, you're destructive. Yeah, for so sure. was, you saw me. We yeah, went yeah, up to yeah, the mouth yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like <laughs> trying to re. It was like. You start. So I'm I'm going back to my comic. Like I've never watched comics, so I'm going back to comics now. Yeah. You watch The Flash, like on Netflix. No, dude, where have you been? <laughs> so Barry Allen, right, loses the 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 Flash, loses the speed. He's got to like re-engage. Yeah, He's got to yeah. do the training. He's got to get this get particle going. explosion going so he can get the the power back. Same idea. When we were in Collingwood, dude, I was beat. I was beat mentally. I know. And it was just just basically just going back to I can do it. I know I can. I'm gonna put it back together. And going back to the January was like that, right? Yeah. But that was really powerful. That it was, it was a good. We're doing it again now. That's going to be an annual meeting. Though. Yeah, we should. We should. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So it's two days, and it's all about focus on the business. Yeah. Better service, better preparation for the nineteen for for the year coming. Yeah. 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 What do you see in nineteen? What do I see in nineteen? Listen, I think now what we're going to really see is is that we're going to see the stability in the marketplace now. Yeah. Like, yeah. look, uh, we went in two thousand and seventeen, and basically, like everything came to an end. We saw the bottom of this market. In my opinion, we kind of saw the bottom of this thing more or less in September, October ish, and then we saw the transactions pick up again at the end of seventeen because of the new rules that were implemented yeah, 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 about yeah. the stress test. Yes, right? yes, yes. Okay, so that happened. I think that people still weren't over the fact of where their properties were and how it actually works in the real estate market. I think that now that we've been in this situation yeah. for like, you know, a year and a half yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, just over that, that I think people now kind of understand and come around and it is what it is. You're going to have to participate yeah. if you want to trade. So I think that we're going to see a little bit more stability. The, the great thing is people have short-term memories. You yeah. can see how the voting happens here in yeah. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> for the current sure. government. Yeah. Uh, because he had nice socks. Does yeah, yeah, not yeah, qualify, yeah, yeah. but he's got good looking socks. We're gonna vote him it's in. Good enough. It's okay. What yeah. anyway? But so they have a short term memory now yeah. we'll see a new government. anyway, new government will hopefully this year, next year. Uh, but going back to that, that's what's happened. So they had that big punishing year and now it's a short term memory. Now it's normal business. Yeah. Normal business. Yeah. And now it's just still some of those sellers that still think that they gotta buy before they sell, but you gotta sell before you buy. It's just I, I it's agree hundred percent. It's a yeah, normal market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree hundred percent. I'll give you, you one set, one example. Look at this. People talk about not getting value in today's market. I bought an investment property for a client in January, January, February, around there. Uh, we paid five, five thirty-five. The thing's almost six hundred k right yeah, now. Yeah, amazing. So what's the value there? So we made money. Like a lot of our investments made money. The only one that didn't make money was mine, <laughs> my duplex that I bought because it's attached to the other three properties, yeah. right? But I mean, because I overpaid for it, you know, because well, you needed it. 
Yeah, because you're playing Monopoly, man. They, yeah. they pigeonhole you, you know, they tie you up and they, they make you pay, but it's okay, yeah. it's all good. But like, look, uh, I think that we're going to have a great year in 2019. I, yeah. I think people have become more adjusted to the market conditions sure. of yeah. what's going on. And yeah. I think it's, it's stabilized. Yeah, it's, it's more stabilized. And how much more can the government do to us with the regulation? Don't, I don't want to say it, but like, how much more? Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you one example. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you a thing. People say, should I buy now? I'm a first time buyer. Everyone's talking about the market going down. I'll give you one thing. We got a glimpse into the future of what Toronto real estate market's gonna look like. Yep. And I'll tell you why, because we have, so the immigration of Canada predicted or estimated another a million people in the next three years. So 333,333 coming in per annum. Where are they gonna go? Yep. They say 50% of that population will reside in the Golden Horseshoe. Yep. So Waterloo to Whitby, to Aurelia, to the to Lakeshore, let's yep. call it. That's our daily commute, yep. dude. I just drove 70 kilometers. Yeah. To, we're close to Whitby, so yep. basically this is the end of, let's say, the Golden Horseshoe. Yep. So where are they going to put a half a million more people? If it takes me an hour from Nobleton to the 407. It's all going to be spread around, man. So, but yeah. it's going to put pressure on housing again. Of course it is. Because people think that these immigrants are coming in, like immigrants coming in with no money, no means. That's not the case. No, people it's are not. Coming in they're well qualified. Hunger, money, and you know, they're selling assets and they're moving, they're, they're focused. Yeah. They're going to kill the population that sat here and not done anything in the last 10 years because these guys are coming with a new hunger, right? But even on but, that point, man, but like, look, look at how the rules are changing about like developments and stuff like that. Like even in Pickering over here, like they are mass. reducing the amount of yeah. permits to do single residential and stuff like that. Now you're looking at mid to high density residential. Yes, yes, like yes, so yes. much of the plans where it's coming out, condo yeah. buildings. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna transition or, or to Or condo townhouses. Exactly. Stack tunnels. Mid to high density residential. If you own a detached house in the GTA right now, like, you know what? I think in 10 years, like you're gonna be one of the elite class. Like, like you're not gonna to wanna to sell this thing. Do you know what I mean? Because but that's, uh, if you're not in that market, you're not gonna be able to get in anymore. Uh, Even a home ownership. I'll just, I'll just take yeah, it to yeah, that yeah, level. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take it yeah. to that level. Yeah. If you don't buy, in my opinion yes, is, is that, sure. if you don't get into the housing market now and we have this strong immigration happen canada's the youngest country like basically absolutely. the youngest country absolutely and if we don't if people don't get into this right now even if you think it's expensive and whatever else like that like imagine how expensive it's going to be in five years absolutely. or ten years it's going to be reserved for the track. elite absolutely it's going to be reserved the for problem is not the problem but people people because they're spoiled in this country yeah. we live in a, one of the greatest countries in the world let's face it i, I realized this best. when i was 31 years old imagine yeah. how ignorant i was from zero to 31 finally understanding we live in a great country where there's so much opportunities. Yeah. I hope I, my kids can feel like that at a younger age than me. I, I want to instill in them how lucky they are to be born in this country. This is what, what Warren Buffett say, the uh, the lottery there, the, the gene lottery yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah, yeah. what he said, but anyway. So uh, going back to that, so if, if you look at it, like you said, the youngest country, If you don't, people always think that because they're spoiled that, yes, we deserve to get this detached house, the white picket fence, the green the green lawn and the double car garage. It's not the case. No. Nope. It's a luxury. Yeah. So now look at it. For six so income hasn't gone up nope. pretty much, right? So where can you buy a six hundred thousand dollar detached double car garage? Your neck of the woods. Would be Basically. around this area. Yep. This is the last yep. spot for that. Yep. Right? So there's a few other recalling me. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. That's why Durham is, is taking a, that's a lot of builders are moving to Durham yeah. because they're thinking, how family, how are people going to raise family? Yeah. So this is why they're doing a heavy population. Even Bowmanville is yeah. blowing up like crazy. Yeah, right? like, I mean, yeah. like, look, man, honestly, if you're going to get a decent double car detached home, yeah. 
You're gonna be looking at Bowmanville. Yeah. Like yeah. new construction. How they're much? at like what are they six, seven hundred thousand bucks. There you go. Yeah, new construction. But, but, 600, you know, great communities. Yeah. They're gonna, you know, it's gonna be family oriented. But dude, you're the, still the forty-five minutes or an hour away from Toronto. Do you know traffic? But yeah, not a car no on the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, but like, look, man. Uh, like I said, it's gonna be reserved for the elite, and uh, this but, is it. But that's what it is. Yeah. So that's why people should be buying it now. I got a first-time buyer call me yesterday, and he's like, you know, should I wait? Should buy now? I said, this is long-term, five to ten years. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Just yeah. do it. Interest rates are still rel relatively yeah. low. Lock in for a five-year. Get it done. And, and I yeah. think what people need to understand too is, is that, look, just because you're buying this place right now and it's not your dream home, hmm. you're not stuck with it. You but gotta you got get your in. foot in the market. You gotta get in. Yeah. Look, if I didn't buy that first place when I bought it and the second place Absolutely. when I bought it, I would not be able to buy that detached house the first one I bought in Pickering. Yeah. I live in a pretty decent house right now. Yeah, and yeah. there's no way if I didn't make these steps ahead of time that I would have been able you to get to. into this one. You have to. And you know what I mean? And then it yeah. leads to other things as well. So I, I think that the cornerstone is to have your property first Absolutely. and then you're, you're even able to leverage it if you wanted to to purchase additional uh, real estate or investments or whatever you want to do with Absolutely. it it opens up a whole different uh, category of options for you well look at this I bought my first first property in 2010 yeah. in Bolton paid 365,000 I sold that house seven years later for 925. Wow, that's not tripled in value. That's not. That's what 300% value. That's crazy, right? 260, 70%. Where are you going to get that money? Like, like, look, people tell me that, hey, you're you're doing well because you sell real estate. Okay, yeah, I'm doing well because I sell real estate. But I'll tell you what, Taxes. I'm doing even better <laughs> because I know how to invest in. And real you estate. own real estate. Yeah, Not and that I, I sell it. I own it. Yeah. Like, the way that I have made my moves and I tell yeah. people to make their moves, yeah. I've made more money in that than in selling real estate absolutely. to clients. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. know what I mean? So absolutely. like there's so much money and so much wealth to be built just by purchasing real estate yourself. 100%. I think at, even at this point now, like so chairman's year after year and all the other awards. So, so this is a lot of money, a lot of money coming in. Mind your taxes, take half and all the, the business expenses. But if I never sure. bought, if I had never bought pieces of real estate along the way, yeah. You wouldn't be able to get to where you are what now. I get, what do yeah. I have? This, yeah. this suit? That yeah. car? Yeah. Like, th there's nothing. Yeah. That, the, the tangible asset of those, when I drive by, I bring my kids and say, look, that's like, daddy owns that. That's going to be yours. We're providing a service where people can't afford a property. They're going to rent from us. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like trying to educate them now at this age. Like yeah. this, we're providing a service. Yeah. Like, I think people put uh, like, like, oh, you're like a landlord. There's a stigma attached. No, no. My tenants are my clients. Yeah. And we're providing a service. Sure. Like, great housing for affordable costs. Right. Yeah. So, and I want to install it on my kids too, because so they can bring that on. Like my whole goal is to unplug my 55 yep. and then let them run with it. And I don't want, I just want to be chairman. I want to be in Miami. I want to live in Miami about five <laughs> to six months a year. I swear to God. Love it. And then, uh, and these guys just run with it. My daughter will be 28. Hopefully she comes on board. My son too. Like, and then let them run with it. And I don't want to, I don't want to just, I don't, like my dad was more like, don't do it like this. You gotta do it like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. I have that tendency because I'm a lot like my old man. Yeah. So I'd like to be like out of the country and like let them. They say, Dad, what do you think of this? This, this. Yeah, I just you know use your give them advice, use your but discretion. Yeah. You know, I would do this, but use your discretion. Go, just don't lose. Let them do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Have a whole discussion. If there's twenty million there, yeah. just, just go with the half a million first. You know, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, give them that power, yeah, give them yeah, that yeah. push. Because yeah. my job is to better that generation. My, sure. gen my the kids that I've you know my kids' generation. So give them the opportunity where they can build for their sure. for their kids and say yeah. that generational build. Because I definitely like that's why I build those holding corporations yep. now, like selling out of holdings. That is not for me. 
And it's not even for them. This is for like futures generations. Yeah. Where it's like that has to stay. Capital has to stay there at a certain point. We're not going to go buy Porsches and Ferraris with it. That is just there, and you pay yourself a salary, and you work your ass off to build it for the next gen. Yeah. Yeah. That's like. Uh, yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. All right, man. I think good. Uh, this is good, buddy. Thanks so much. That's good. This that's was awesome. East, East meets West. Yeah, for sure. Stay tuned, guys, and uh, subscribe to our channel. Yeah. And we'd love to get your feedback. If you guys want to hear or say anything to us, we'd love to hear ETF it. ETF versus real estate. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear that one. <laughs> All right, guys. East meets West. Ciao.